Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom. My name is Yuri, and today I want to talk about prophecy. That's it. That word, prophecy. I truly believe that a lot of people are confused when it comes to prophecy. I truly believe um, that people seeking and, and running after prophecy, uh, a lot of Christians today um, are running from one prophetic word to another prophetic word, uh, and um, never really have, a, I wouldn't say balance, but have rhythm in life when it comes to the Word of God and understanding the prophecy. Because uh, I've been on two spectrum. I grew up uh, as a Pentecostal. My dad was uh, Assemblies of God preacher. and But part of my, my family uh, were, I would call them, a Baptist. They believed uh, more in the Word of God than running after one prophet or another prophet. And I actually grew up like that. I grew up uh, in the, in a culture of when you don't know something, well, you go to a prophet. He'll tell, he'll, he'll tell you. If you don't know uh, something about the future, well, go pray with somebody in, in hopes that God's going to speak to you through a prophet. And uh, a lot of it, a lot of, uh, of that influence is, uh, comes from the Old Testament, not the New Testament. And I want to talk about that. I want to just really show you today what Jesus said uh, and what Jesus focused on uh, in that area and how he wanted us to see. Uh, and Bible clearly says that we prophesy in part, that we know in part. Uh, Bible does not say that the, all the prophecies are yes and amen. They're all from the Word of God. No. Uh, as a matter of fact, Bible tells us to test every all the prophecies, to put to test. What kind of test? Test with the Word of God. So, so when you hear any prophet prophesy, and first of all, you have to understand that we know in part, let me, let me read that verse to you. Uh, it is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9. It says, Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, when, when Jesus will come back, these partial things will become useless. Now, and a lot of times when we hear prophecy, again, we need to understand that it's only a part of the picture. And it's only uh, maybe speaking about, uh, about your season that you're going through in life. And number two, that we need to test every uh, prophecy. But if we don't know the Word of God, how can we test the prophecy? Because even the Holy Spirit does not speak on His own behalf, Bible says, but Holy Spirit speaks... Uh, everything that Jesus has spoken and everything that God all uh, that that God already written and spoken so he will he will bring things to remembrance right he will lead and he will speak on his behalf Bible says now uh, God whispered to me a long time ago and it's been it's been ringing for many 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 years and I come from time to time I come back to that and uh, I wrote that down so I can remember and and this is what God told me. He said, there's so many things that I want to do with you, through you. There's so many dreams I have to accomplish in you to help many people. But I need all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind. And that's, I truly believe, that's what it requires for God to lead you um, every single day. Because God already 
has all the plans for you from beginning to the end. God has already all the future written for you. I believe God in its foreknowledge of God. He knows the beginning. He knows the end. And unless we give him all of our heart, our mind, and soul and understand the word of God, then we, we can clearly understand prophecy. We can clearly understand uh, what's even, even what's happening in the world. Uh, Little by little, the Word of God's going to guide us. I'm not saying the pro- prophecy, we don't need prophecy, we do. Uh, but, but what I'm saying today is we need to be enlightened about the prophecy, understand the prophecy, put uh, prophecy to test. Now, um, I want to focus today on chapter, uh, I'm sorry, on book of John, chapter 16, and a book of uh, John, a gospel of John. It's actually uh, chapter 14, 15, 16, and 17. It's kind of, kind of the, the last uh, the last sayings of Jesus to his apostle. It's like he's addressing them before he's leaving. And uh, and he's saying, this is what's important. I've done a podcast on that. I've actually, I've done the podcast on all those chapters, I, I believe, or uh, most of them. But I want to focus on, on what Jesus is saying. He's saying, hey, this is the most important thing. In John chapter 16, uh, starting in, in verse 7, he says this, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away. So he establishes, right, I'm, I'm leaving. Because if I don't, the advocate will not come, won't come. That's the Holy Spirit. Advocate is the Holy Spirit. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming of judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. When the spirit of truth comes, now he's saying my spirit, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all the truth. And this is where it says he will not speak on his own, uh, on his own, or another translation says on his own behalf, but will tell you what he has heard, heard from the Father, heard from Jesus. He will tell you about the future. He will bring uh, me the glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. So see, Holy Spirit always speaks what he hears from Jesus, what he hears from the Father. And, and it continues to say, and that, and that belongs to the Father is mine. And all that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. And uh, uh, some of uh, Christian also, um, you know, pendulum swings always to the right and to, to the left. And some take this and, and the focus is only on, on the Holy Spirit. And, and we chase after Holy Spirit and we, we become so super spiritual when it comes to Holy Spirit and the gifts of the, the whole Holy Spirit. And you see a whole lot of weirdness in church. But it's it clearly describes that, right? Holy Spirit will hear from the Father and the whole and, and Jesus. He will guide you into all the truth. Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus, and as a matter of fact, that's another another verse says that that the Spirit of G Jesus will live in you. And so and so, it clearly shows that the even when it comes to prayer, like little rabbit trail. Uh, but I want to say, even when it comes to prayer, Jesus says, "Pray to the Father in my name." Right. So we pray to the Father in Jesus's name and we live and the Holy Spirit lives in us. There's always that Trinity. There's, it's always together. Now, if, if we stop here and says, well, Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, he's leaving and then we will become crippled just like many believers are, are today. But Jesus continuing and actually in John chapter 17, the next chapter, Jesus actually praying. You, it's recorded Jesus is praying for his disciples and not the world, 
but the believers, the future believers that will believe in him. And in John chapter 17, verse 9, it says, uh, Jesus says, says this, My prayer is not for the world, but for those uh, you have given me because they belong to you, right? Given me because it belongs to you, the, the Father. Now, I am departing from the world. Uh, they are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name to protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. So when he, when Jesus begins his prayer, the first thing he says that we would be united, not divided, right? That, that, uh, there is, um, as I already said, many Christians doing this, some Christians doing that, right? There's so many denominations and, we need to be working together. It's okay to have the different uh, uh, thoughts and ideas, but may but let God bring us together and lead us in that. I mean, I, 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 since the beginning of our church, I, I wanted to be friends with other pastors, and and I am. Uh, I'm pursuing that relationships because it doesn't matter what denomination. It doesn't matter even if you know Methodist. Pentecostal, Baptist, Catholics, we need to work together. And this is what Jesus is saying. So they would be united just as we are. So think about it. The union of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, nobody can truly explain how close they are. Because Jesus says, when you see me, you see the Father. And when I leave, I'll give you the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will come. So, so the union of the Trinity is, is, is amazing. And, and he's saying that, that believers would be united just as we are. Jesus disagreed with many Pharisees and Sadducees, right? Because you, you might be watching this and, 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 and you might be thinking, well, you're already putting people in the category here. That there are uh, some people here, some people, some people are here and Jesus did the same um, you know he said to Pharisees and Sadducees you can li listen what they teach but don't follow their examples right uh, Jesus offended many Jesus spoke harshly to many people because he spoke truth with love right and maybe the harshly it's not the word uh, but but he he was angry uh, Jesus but he was full of truth because he wanted union and here's here's how union comes when when we truly surrender, as Paul says, I am a slave of Jesus Christ. When we truly surrender all we know, all the knowledge, all these things, and now together come and learn from one another. You know, I love to sit with other pastors and different denominations every year, every few months I go and there's many, all denominations. We sit and I learn something from one. I learn something from another. And I love associations of related churches, ARC world, because that's that's who we are. There's many denominations, but we have to be united. So Jesus preaching, not preaching, praying about believers being in unity. Now, and here's what he's saying. In John chapter 17, verse 4, 14, he continues to saying this. I have given them your word. I want you, I want to pause here for a second. Because he's saying, be united. I want the believers to be united together. And he said, I am giving them your word. And the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. So what separates us from the world? What truly separates it? Because, oh, I'm not of the world. I'm not of the world. What Bible clearly says, I have given them your word. When you obey the word of God, 
when you understand the unity we're not here to we, we might have disagreements we, we might have we might not, we might have a little bit different beliefs same jesus same god same whole holy spirit but but what separates us from the world is knowing the word of god what separates us from the world is is i have given them your word and the world hates them because as soon as you start speaking the word of god on the shame without any shame then the world says, ooh, hold on a second, you're not like us. And that's what separates believers from the world. Now believers today want to fit in the world. We have, want to have the same fame, same likes, same all these things. But Bible clearly says that the word of God, that's what separates us from the world. Now he continues to pray. It's just all the same prayer in chapter 17, verse 15 now. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one they do not belong to this world any more than I do make them holy by your truth teach them your word which is truth just as you sent me into the world I'm sending them into the world again the focus is unity in the word of God they do not belong to this world any more than I do Make them holy by your truth. What separates, separates all the Christians from, from this world is the truth of God. The, teach them your word. Teach them your word. Every Christian should have that right in front of them. Am I learning the word of God? Am I obeying the word of God? Which is truth, is the truth. It's not your truth. It's not her truth. It's not their truth. It's not, it's not, it's, it's the truth. The word of God is the truth. Because the culture today, oh, it's your truth. No, no. All the moral comes from the word. All the, all the understanding of the family, all these things. You know, family is what God created. It's the truth. It's not your truth. He continues to say in chapter 919, it says, I and I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, and here's when he clearly says, but also for all who will believe in me through their message. Again, the word of God. Verse 23, I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity. Again, unity, word of God. That such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them just as much as you love me again what separates us from the world again and again is unity being together with christians and the word of god he continues in verse 26 he says this i have revealed you to them father to the believers to the disciples and i will continue to do so so reveal that's the revelation of the word of god that's a revelation of the holy spirit that's in the word of god that's revelation of what father says the word of truth the word of god i have revealed you to them and i will continue to do so we live by the revelation then your love for them will be in them and i will be in them so three main things that we need to understand and this is what jesus has focused on focused on clearly we see it this is a focus this is last goodbye of jesus he says number one i am leaving you holy spirit that will teach you everything i said 
that will guide you into all the words that I said, that will remind you of the words that, that I said. He will not speak on his own behalf. Number, number two, the word of God, which is truth. And in that word of God, there's understanding, there's revelation, there is, there's wisdom, there is application, how to, how to live this life, how to be a father, how to be businessmen, and on and on and on and on. And number three, unity among believers. Jesus does not say here, I want all the people to run after the prophet from one prophet to another prophet, from one revival to another revival. You know, this year I've, I've prayed for revival many times and I'm still praying for the revival. But I finally understood that word from a different point of view a little bit. We can go and have a revival. We can call a meeting revival. We can run around and we can shout and we can scream and we can say, oh my gosh, Holy Spirit showed up and we have a great revival. But if people leave that place without understanding that we have to live by the Word of God, be in unity and, and truly live by the Spirit of God. If they don't go after the Word of God, you, you will do revivals for the rest of your life and nothing will happen. And that's exactly what I've seen in my life. I've seen super spiritual people that's so spiritual that the, the, the only thing comes out of their mouth is spirituality, but they don't know how to live life. They don't know how to live life in the basic things in this world. They don't know how to be good steward. They, they, they don't know how to manage money. They don't know how to be a husband, wife. They don't know how to raise the kids. And that's what all that's found in the word. See, if we don't understand what Jesus said here, we will be running after prophet. We will be running after revelation. But God is saying, I want that word to dwell in you. And when that word dwells in you, the Holy Spirit will remind you. When you, have, when you are living in unity with other believers, you'll be encouraged. You'll be uplifted. And I will... I will reveal things to come. I will lead you. Holy Spirit wants you to be, uh, to, to be on the same, to, to have same gifts. You can ask for the gift of prophecy. You can operate in those gifts. I've operated many times and it's not on my own uh, want and desire today. I want, no, it's what Holy Spirit wants. If you don't understand that you will, we'll, we'll be doing the same thing. We'll be beating against the wind, against the wall, and nothing will change in our lives. So as the believers, we need to know who Holy Spirit is. And that is the Spirit of Jesus. That is the character of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is showing, will show you the character of Jesus. We need to know the truth. And that is the Bible. That is the truth. And have unity which is rooted in love. In 1 Thessalonians, I just want to give you that verse. Verse 20, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast. To what is good. I, I hear a lot of people when they uh, when they hear thus saith the Lord, they cringe and they they, oh my gosh, you know, God showed up here. No, God is living inside you. God is in you through the Holy Spirit. That's what's important. Don't live uh, and here and here's the thing. It's not in my notes, but uh, I wanted to say this. You're not you're not important. Just just get that out of your because I thought that way. I thought, man, uh, you know, God's going to have something for me. I know there was a moment in my life that I missed God. I didn't obey God. I didn't obey God. And God is, was stirring my heart. And I was reading the word of God. I was seeking after the word of God. I was praying. And God was saying, I want you to do this. And I'm like, I don't think it's for me. I don't think it's for me. I don't think it's for me. And I remember when God clearly said, listen, you don't have to do what I'm asking you. 
Somebody else will do what I'm asking. Somebody else will obey. But you might miss all the opportunity that I, ha- that I have for you. And so that's what I want for you. I don't want you to miss any opportunity in your life. I don't, I want you to, Bible's calling us to work hard, to go to work, to, to, to have rest, to have balance, rhythm, however you want it. But, but God wants to grow you through the word of God, through the spirit of God, and through the unity with other believers. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face, face shine in you, be gracious to you, turn his face towards you and give you his mighty peace. Until next time.